quick introduction. We have Arlena Allen on. Arlena and I, we, I don't think we went to the same elementary school, but we went to middle school and high school together. Yeah. And yeah, we weren't, we didn't have many classes together, I don't think. I think I met you. I remember we became like cool in like gym class or something. I'm pretty sure we were sitting like right next to each other on like those squad spots or whatever. <sighs> the squad spots, yeah. little squad spots. Oh lord. <laughs> mm, was this was this Kettle Run or? No, this is not Auburn. Oh, I, I think I kind of vaguely remember it. Like yeah, and choir we... too. Yes, I remember choir actually. I think I forgot who it was. Someone next to me always would take the chair out from under me right when we were about to sit after our warm-ups gosh oh man i feel like i low-key remember that (laughs) it was so embarrassing i forgot which one of my friends would do it but i remember that being like i would have to brace myself before class every day i'm like they're gonna pull my chair out from under me but i just don't know when oh my gosh that teacher Miss Harrison, chill on her. I loved her. She did not like me for some maybe because I couldn't sing. I don't know, <laughs> but she didn't like me. Well, it was probably because my friends were probably acting out, and she associated me with that. I honestly just don't think she liked anyone except <laughs> except the people who like actually tried and yeah, a try hard. So yeah, uh, I that's. That yeah, I remember that was my first introduction to hearing you sing was qu- having choir together, oh, and stuck, it was seventh grade, I believe. Wow. Damn, it's been that long. I know, isn't that crazy? Like, the, uh, let's see. <laughs> like, I think back to seventh grade, and it doesn't seem that long ago. Mm-hmm. But like, it. It seems long ago, but when I think of the memories, I'm like, I still can remember that pretty well. No, so literally. thinking that, I don't know how many years ago that was, but Wait, it kind of freaks me out. When, we, when, were, when we, were we were probably like 13, I think. Yeah, I guess. I don't remember. I don't know. Man, now look at us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't think, yeah, in high school, we didn't have many classes together. Yeah, no. No. High school was quite a. Also, the worst. Yeah, that was that was horrible. <laughs> that terrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ar- Arlena and I were talking uh, about like how in high school we were so blind to who we were trying to fit in with, like how, like if we look at ourselves now after being out of high school for about what like almost three years uh it's, How long been, has it it's been? been more than three years it's about to be like well, it like just turned three years i think yeah some i can't keep track but i don't know who cares it was I, high school. yeah I, I think <laughs> i think back to it, i'm like oh my gosh what what in the world was i doing why was i hanging out with these people why was why was i condoning that behavior no for real yeah. i really wish I don't know. I feel like I've changed a lot, like, drastically, but I haven't really changed, like, my core, like, values, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I really wish that I was 
I've always been outspoken, but I wish I was more outspoken then like I am now because I would have cussed out everybody in our grade. Like <laughs> everybody in the school, you know? <laughs> I, I was you. a little more a little more reserved. I so. I was it was weird. In high school for me, I didn't really have a friend group. Like I had friends that were in each different friend group. Mm-hmm. And I kind of floated in between them, and I'm like, I don't know where I sit in this, because like, I was, I remember I was friends with like some of the jock kids, mm-hmm. and some of them were genuinely cool. Some of them were complete dickheads. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you know, if you think you're a dickhead, you're probably a dickhead. But uh, if we're... I'm definitely adding everybody. <laughs> like, but if the shoe, if you're the li- shoe fits. yeah. If the shoe fits, but like then I was also friends with like, like my friend was in theater and then I had other friends that just, you, you know, those kids, like, you're like, wait, what in the world? They actually go to Kettle Run. Yeah. Like you, you only know it, you know, of them after school, but during school, you're like, I don't even know where they are, but they're here exactly. somewhere. But, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, was, I was like, I mean. I'm a very extroverted person, so I, w- I was talking to everybody, but I mostly hung around with, like, the theater crowd and then, mm-hmm. you know, some some random white girls that I don't really talk to anymore, and <laughs> Dana. Dana is probably the, <laughs> the only constant in my life, for real. So. I, I had I, I had Dana in a couple classes, and I, I believe I had her in an English class. That's, and my, that's my ride may- or die, for real. Yeah, no, she was always super nice. She was a super, from what I remember, like, I haven't spoken to her since high school, but she was always such a consistent character yeah. throughout high school. Like, she, it's like you were saying, like, people grow up, and you can tell they're growing up, but um, there's just people in general. I'm not going to sit here and act like <laughs> I watched Dana grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, sounds, but, that sounds mad creepy <laughs> yeah I, was, I, I caught myself i'm like wait people are gonna think i'm talking about dana or what if dana listens to this because arlena's on it and then she's like wait why is connor acting like he watched me grow up <laughs> oh, <dad. laughs> no, that's she's definitely gonna listen to this we're definitely gonna have a conversation about it <laughs> dana i'm sorry if that came off weird and you started getting a little uncomfortable i just meant in general you notice certain people's morals stay the same, but they grow up, and it's pretty cool to watch that. But um, no, that kind of is a good segue into what you were saying. You wish you were more outspoken in high school, and now you're really taking advantage of the moment mm-hmm. and doing you're doing something not a lot of people here would do. And you're leading the Black Lives Matter movement. You're holding these peaceful protests and you're using your voice. You're being loud. And I, I just admire it so much because, again, like Thank as we were talking about a couple of days ago, a bunch of people here kind of sit back and watch. And I'm guilty of it, too. Sometimes I'll just be like, I'll see something. and I'm like, I want to change that, but I don't have the balls to do it so seeing you when you were saying like i'm putting together this protest i was like this is awesome this is so cool and Mm -hmm. i really really admire it and i think we needed it because again if you didn't do it i don't think anybody would have really 
put it together as organized as you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Honestly, I posted something on Twitter, and I was like, a Black Lives Matter demonstration in, in Fauquier is in order. And, like, it got, it got, like, 10 likes or something. I mean, most of my Twitter, I don't really follow that many people from Fauquier, because, mm. honest to God, I don't want anyone to really know that I'm from here. Me, me <laughs> because, too. Because <laughs> this, Lord, that's a whole nother discussion in, in itself, how suffocating this place is. But I posted on Twitter, and then I texted my friend Jasmine. Um, she went to Kettle Run, too. She was a year ahead of us. Um, okay. And I was like, you trying to get in on this with me? Like, we can make something happen. Like, we can make shit shake. And, um, yeah, so then literally not an hour after that text happened, like, we had the flyer made. Like, she had contacted Warrington PD. Like, we we were on a roll. We were just trying to get it completely together. Um, and then we used the power of social media to just spread the flyer around. You know, I literally DM'd it to, like, a bunch of people who I do not speak to at all um mm-hmm. and I was like hey come come to this um and yeah and then way more people showed up than I thought I really thought it was just about to be like my mom and I and Jasmine's family just parading around town but it was like 250 people it was I when I saw the videos people were posting I, I was stuck at work as it was going on and it was literally probably three miles from me. And it was driving me nuts not knowing how it was going because I was semi-nervous because seeing what's going on and seeing how people are being treated that are protesting, I was yeah. really nervous. I'm like, I don't want anybody to get hurt because they're just doing what's right right now. And sometimes, I mean, to be blunt, we live in a very conservative area. And I was worried. I'm like, are these yee yee guys going to pull up with like some freaking guns and F 150s right now and ruin this shit? Or is it, or is this going to be like a really big, impactful thing? And it ended up being just that it was, it went super smooth from what I saw. Yeah. Um, it really did. We, turnout. Yeah. We just had one guy. Um, who actually did bring a gun um and he had he literally because where we were doing it it wasn't um where the courthouse was like you know where that weird intersection is so they like blocked off a part of the road so he stood like in the middle and mind you this man's had a t-shirt on that says conservative activist so of course Mm -hmm. no one's gonna take him seriously um (laughs) and yeah he was he was the only problem but of course of of course, fuck here now puts his face on the cover of the actual printed paper, and not Why? and not all the beautiful pictures of the diverse crowd that we had. Gosh, of course, fuck. yeah, like of course, that pisses me off. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm, neither did we. But my mom and I went to go get the mail from the post office the other day, and she was like, "Oh, I'm about to buy this paper. Like it, it covers a story." Looked on the cover, and it's just a picture of the guy. Like that's so fucked up. Like yeah. How in the world? I guess that kind of just shows the true colors of. Uh, it makes that, sense though for Fauquier County. Yeah, that paper's definite bias, but. Oh yeah, for sure. One of the ladies interviewing me, um, for the Fauquier Times, uh, I was holding up like a black power fist sign, and she mm-hmm. was like, "What does this symbol mean to you?" 
and I was like, oh, this is, this is a black empowerment sign, like, it's to represent, like, us as a people that we are one, like, we're solid, like, and she was like, but it, that was, that wasn't always a peaceful thing, was it? And I was like, no, it is, and she's like, oh, well, blah, 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 and I was like, first of all, you're supposed to be taking opinions, not giving your own, so, mm-hmm. but I digress. How? How in the world could that stand for violence? I don't even understand where that angle was. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I get unless she's just ignorant and is one of those people that it's like, oh, the protests are bad because uh, they're breaking windows and shit. And of course, people luckily have all over social media shut anyone down that tries yeah. to bring that up. But to yeah. anyone listening that still what's the if right you're word? racist go to hell yeah if, one <laughs> if you're racist and you follow me and you follow this podcast you're not welcome at all anywhere i don't want to hear you i don't want to see you you can move on and hopefully karma hits you um and two if you're still in conflict and not really understanding people's stance on why um they the rioting is happening i'm trying to find the right words for this one if as white people it just is wrong to even try to give your opinion on it because that's like someone saying to you it's like telling someone how they should act if they just lost a family member that's not your place that's it's not your place at all and all you can do is just support the movement. If you don't want to be part of the rioting, don't riot. But what's really annoying is that there's a lot of people who are only commenting on the riots, but there's a mm-hmm. reason as to why the riots are going on, but they're completely silent about the reason. And that's yeah. very, 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 very annoying, very frustrating. It's it's super frustrating. And <sighs> I, I this <laughs> I always start losing my words with these type of subjects because yeah so, you got so much yeah and it's just people just really need to step outside of themselves for one second and just look at the bigger picture exactly um it's like this uh this one guy came into work this wasn't about uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests going on, but it was about the virus. And he said to me, he's like, have you personally had anyone you know or seen anyone you know get the virus? And I said, no. And he said, me either. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, what What in the world is that argument? <laughs> like, he's trying to say that the virus isn't a big deal because of that. And I'm like... I've never seen someone get shot. I've I've never had someone I know get shot, but I know for a fact people get shot every single day. And yeah. you know, the fact really, that you're so selfish is disgusting. Yeah, that's really, really unfortunate because I personally, I don't know anyone like personally who has contracted the virus, but I know people who have had like family members um, pass from it. And that's just, that's really sad. That's really sad that people really think this is a conspiracy, but it's actually a huge deal. Like, it's not a joke. We're in a pandemic for a reason. It's 
not in a pandemic. Oh We're in quarantine for a reason because of the yeah. pandemic. Yes, I knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> had, to, had to clarify for the people. <laughs> I, I know. I that's me. Whenever I'm listening back to this podcast, I'm like, what in the world could I possibly have said that would get twisted and maybe get people mad at me? And oh, I'm like, I, I listened through like a whole hour of it, just making sure because people. People are so quick to take people's words and twist yeah. them into something completely different. But yeah. but I mean, Connor, best believe you say something ignorant, I'll check you on this podcast right here, right now. See, that's, <laughs> it's appreciated. I right People here, right need now. more friends like that. I don't yeah. know how you're going to have people in your circle that aren't going to check you. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I don't have racist people in my circle. So, mm-hmm. you know. That, you just brought a perfect topic that I wanted to talk about. Um, something that is talked a lot, talked about a lot online, but I never see actually going into effect in real life is what you were saying. Like people in your, like you don't have racists in your circle. And for me, I started making the change of really noticing it and taking action with it probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there was specifically someone that I was friends with. She kept saying the N word and she was trying to say it like those people that think they're cool when they're saying it. And I'm like, you sound so gross and dumb every time you say that. And, uh. um, I confronted her about it and told her, I was like, Hey, one, you can't say this too. This is why you can't say it. Three, I don't want to, I can't associate with you if you're saying that. Because if you're someone that's supporting this movement and doing all this stuff online, this activist stuff online, but then you're just letting it fly in real life every time you come across it, then you're, you're not really making a change. And that's something I had to tell myself two years ago. And I've been making the effort to really, even if it's uncomfortable, it's your best friend. You got to approach it. And if you're not approaching it, you're, what are you doing for your friends and those people out there that need you to really step up right now? I hope I said that the right way. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. And you said you were talking about how, um, like it makes people uncomfortable. I mean, yeah, it makes anybody uncomfortable to really deal with the racist, but imagine how the exactly. people who are being oppressed feel, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's weird because a lot, uh, yeah, a lot of white people, um, some I know, some I don't know, they they kind of want brownie points or seek validation from the black community and how you know, they're sticking up to their racist white family members, but I don't want to hear about that. I don't like, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're putting a racist in their place and telling them that they're being racist. But like, I don't know why you're trying to earn validation from me that you're doing that. Like you want me to praise you almost, Mm -hmm. but, but I have to, I have to deal with racism. Like on the daily, every black person does. So, and I'm mixed, like I, I'm light skinned, like I have it 
I have it way easier than so many other black people, like, especially of darker complexion, and, like, but still, even being in this, in Fauquier County especially, like, you know, I'm, you still nigga, like, it doesn't matter what color you are, you still nigga, so you're gonna get, um, racist people to be terrible to you, regardless, I don't even know if this is making sense for real. It, you're making sense. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm just talking. (laughs) No, you're getting passionate, and that's, I think, I wanna hear, everybody needs to hear that. Yeah, and it's just, just so much ignorance in this world and it's really really sad because it all has to do with skin color your skin color is determined by how close you were born to the equator and the melanin in your skin like in you know way back when and our descendants of those people and stuff like that but like i don't i just don't get it and i never will i um and that's also another thing i've noticed is something that personally pisses me off with white people and i try to I, what's the not i don't know the right word but it just annoys me when someone has to describe someone and say they're black like they'll be like oh this black guy walked into the store mm-hmm. i'm like why can't you just say a guy walked into the store you're obviously saying that for a reason there's a reason yeah. you're describing it like that that's immediate racially profiling somebody mm-hmm. and especially in this day and age you talking to the wrong person you can give the person you were talking to a death sentence, like, if that makes sense, what I just said. I don't know. It, it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it, don't worry. Don't worry. I, it 100% makes sense because I think what you're trying to say, there's dangerous people out there. So if they hear that, mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a black person here, they're going to be like, if they're a gross, disgusting human, they'll be like, oh, this is someone I hate. And it's an excuse for me to be racist. Yeah, literally. Oh my gosh. Um, so basically a few summers ago, I worked in the Salvation Army in Manassas, right? And mm-hmm. um, my boss, she doesn't work there anymore, thank God, but she was this um, middle-aged uh, Egyptian woman. And my mom... Um, my mom basically got me that job and stuff. And so, you know, my mom's white. And when she saw me walk in for that interview, she did a double take. She had no idea that, you know, my mom had a black daughter. And mm-hmm. then I remember this one time specifically, my coworker was talking to me. She has black children as well. Um, and she was like, yeah, I was talking to the manager. And um, she was like, oh, you had sex with a black man? Ugh. Like, she made this face. And she was like, why don't you get with a white man? Blah, blah, blah. Like, an Egyptian woman is saying this. Like, I just, for, like, you don't even know the, whoever, whoever she's having, you know, the do with, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not concern you. And I don't know why you would be so disgusted by somebody's, like, skin color. Like, I really just don't understand at all, in the slightest. she would also make comments about my hair. Um, so yeah, HR had uh, several phone calls from me. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah. Um, I've been uh, I've been hearing stories about how there's a lot of colorism, as you were saying, in like the Middle East areas and 
like India and I'm sorry if my geographical references are off and I sound ignorant, but in those cultures, I'm hearing that there is some colorism and my girlfriend is Punjabi. And so that's a play that's an area in India. And she was talking to me about it. And she was telling me how when their kids there, um, they put on this, I don't know if it's lotion or whatever, but it'll lighten their skin because if you're darker there, people treat you different. So they're when, like when you're a baby, your mom and your parents start putting this stuff on your skin to get you lighter so that you won't be harassed and that kind of stuff just breaks my heart because i i just can't imagine like you feel like being a parent and you just had this baby that you love so much and you they probably don't want to change anything about this baby but they are so scared for this baby's life as they grow up that they feel they need to change its appearance so it can stay protected that really breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Wow. The culture must be so entirely different. It's, it's, it's really eye-opening when you... Because in America, you see the race issues. Hopefully you see them, and if you don't, you're blind. But um, then you hear stories that are maybe in Japan, maybe in Thailand, maybe in India, anywhere. And it opens your eyes. You're like, this this is everywhere, and it's in every single culture. You can't run from it. and yeah. Everybody's got to take it head on. And it's crazy seeing the world right now all in sync with this issue. And I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen so many people attacking the same issue at once no matter who their leader is what country they are what color they are people are fed up like completely fed up we're fighting the same fight that my like my parents fought that my grandparents fought like it's it blows my mind that we still are like we're fighting to get equality like as a human race like that's sick that's disgusting and people have the audacity to be like, oh, but you guys are, you know, you're terror, you're terrorizing all these other people. Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group. No, it's not. First of all, the KKK is a terrorist group. White supremacy is very real, especially today, and it's disgusting. Like I, I, I can't even like come up with the proper words to talk about how much I hate white supremacy. Like, it's. I'm about to vomit. Like, it's disgusting. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe, like, the rage that I feel inside about it. But there's only but so much, like, I can do, you know, without putting myself or my family, like, in harm's way. And that's why, like, I really, I really started that peaceful protest because, you know, I wanted to do something regarding you know, this huge movement, and it didn't start with George Floyd, he was just a catalyst, and may he rest in power, but, yeah, I just, I had to do something, because you just feel so powerless sometimes, 
I'm super, super proud. Um, I hope that comes off the right way. I don't want to sound condescending, like, oh, I'm so proud of you for doing so. <laughs> like, I, I'm genuinely, and especially, like, I won't sit here and act like you and I are, like, super close best friends, but the fact that we're friends, it just, I'm like, that's my fucking friend. Period. That's, that's my friend out there. Period. She's doing that shit, and it's so cool to me. Like, I'll, uh, someone brought it up. I was, um, I was at my dad just recently got married and we we're at his like wedding party. Yeah, thing. Song. Congratulations to your dad. Shout out dad. Happy for you, dad. Um, but we were there and my aunt brought up, she's like, I saw that there was like a, um, there was a protest going on in Warrington and she, she, I was like, yeah, my, my, my friend, like my friend did that. I was, <laughs> I was so like ramped up about it. Oh it's my like, gosh, stop yeah. it. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to be weird right now or sound like I'm uh what's the right word? The uh, I don't know the right word. I just hope it comes off genuine because <laughs> it, it I'm, does. It really I'm genuinely does. excited for what you're doing and I'm bummed out I couldn't be there. I'm really, 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 really glad this is going on here especially because again this area is so white. honestly racist yeah it's so white it's yeah so, and so, oh my gosh it's it's a beautiful thing and i was watching your video and i could hear the power in your voice and i could oh, tell how much emotion you. was coming out and i was like i got a knot in my throat i was like oh <laughs> it's hitting me like a brick right now yeah it took a lot of willpower not to start tearing up because i wrote i wrote that speech like um a couple days before and my dad had only edited it like just a little bit mm-hmm. um just to make it like flow a little better like be a little more um i guess i guess concise but um yeah, it was it was very very powerful to stand up there. I was really really happy to do that. That was one of the like top like five coolest things I've done. Like I don't want to say in my life, but in Fauquier County for sure. But actually, number one, no, definitely the best thing I've ever done in Fauquier County. I but, think that's a t- that sh- that should definitely be a top moment in your life. Yeah, no, there's not many people. You're right. You're right. That it can is, say, it is a top moment say in that. my life. Yeah. It, it actually really is. You're 100% right. I don't know. I, I haven't lived that long, so. Yeah, it uh, that, just really think about it for a second. Like, again, as you're saying, we aren't that old. You're, are you 20? Yeah. Yeah, you're 20, and you put together a movement that's for all ages, for anyone, any color, doesn't matter. You don't even have to live in this area to attend it. And you got over 250 people to come just because people were so inspired and emotional and moved. And not only did you get people to show up, but you held your own speech. And you had you had 250 plus people listening. It's just, it, it made me really happy before I ramble too much. It made me super happy. <laughs> Yeah, it was 
That was a powerful day the, when I spoke at the rat at the um Hey Has No Home Here rally. That was very, 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 very influential. But I mean, yeah, it's it's nice to see per se like it's nice per se to see everybody coming together. But the reason we're coming together is not nice. It's not Mm-mm. it's not nice like like yeah, beautiful moments might have been created out of this, but initially this is not a beautiful mo- like moment. This is a movement. This is a movement for justice. Like we're fighting for our lives here. And it's just it's just a lot. It's very 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 emotionally draining, physically draining as well, but hey, I'm not going to stop fighting. I'm not going to stop till we have justice in this country. And I think anybody listening should do the same me included um exactly use that privilege use that power use your voice yeah we need to keep going and sign all the petitions if you haven't takes literally two seconds it's the easiest shit in the world to sign them you just put in your name and your email and then you're good to go and then just hit that link and share it it's so simple and if there's a protest you can attend and you feel like if if you live in a home where it's just you or just someone else that's safe and you feel like you guys can go out and do it, I highly suggest you go out and do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and do that. Use your voice. What what else would you think is um you know, definitely if you're ignorant to any of these subjects, definitely do your research. Do your own research too, actually. Don't listen don't listen to just Twitter because that's not a reliable source. Don't even watch just the news because that's not a reliable source either. Yeah, you can get information, but you have to pick it like off of those points that you see on social media and on the news outlets and then do your own research. So research and then sign every single petition you see and share the petition after you sign. That's the thing a lot of people forget is to share it afterwards, you know. Do more than just do more than just repost on your Instagram story, do more than just retweet on Twitter like you got to share that. Send the links to your relatives who are like 75 years old, you know. Fill out their name, fill out the name form, put their email address in there. Um just get their consent when you're signing their names on those things. <laughs> and then of course, donating, donate to all the nonprofits, um, maybe find some local, you know, black activism groups, chapters, whatever in your area, donate to them, donate to local bail funds, you know, and protest, like go out, use your voice, especially, especially like, well, of course, people of color are going to be out there, but to mm-hmm. non-people of color as well, like use your privilege you are born with it. You might as well put some good use to it and use it to really get this movement going, get the justice that black people so rightfully deserve. Yeah. Um, also vote. Local elections really, 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 really matter. Really matter. Because that's when you see immediate change within your community. So you got to do your research on local candidates, see what they're for, see if they're for defunding the police, they're against it, what's their stance on everything, and vote. 
make a change, make a difference. Agreed. And another point, um, just to mainly my white friends and anyone that's listening, that's not a person of color. Uh, it's very important to have these conversations with your family because you have to think no one's going to change their views or help them understand or even see the bigger picture if no one talks to them. So if you, again, are approaching them, you're white, they're white, and you have these conversations, it's it's important. Like, no, again, no one's going to... Ch- no one's going to even consider doing anything if no one talks to them and you got to do it. I've been trying to do it. I'm doing what I can. I'm talking to my family. I'd say majority of my family's on the same page now because we've, it's just been a conversation and you got to keep, keep pushing at it. And it's like Arlena said, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be an easy conversation, but again, there's people losing their lives out there just because these conversations aren't being had by white people. It's and no one's scolding, no one's making these people uh, face repercussions from their actions. And there's a whole side of our community that's being hurt by this. So you have to do what you can and keep pushing. Don't give up. Just keep pushing and cut people out if they um, are racist. Just period. Yeah, get rid of them. They, they aren't worth your time. You're not doing anything for your friends. Um, if you have family members, maybe your family is mixed. You're, I don't know what in the world you're doing for them if you're sticking around, hanging out with people that are racist. Um, so, yeah, do your thing and you're just silent. keep pushing. Don't be silent on these issues either because silence speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And to my white friend, well, not white friends, to the white people who I used to associate with who are being silent on these issues, and only posting that blank black square on Instagram and not doing your part in this movement, I see you and I despise you. Okay, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I see you, I despise you, and, you know, do better. And there's things I got to get better at doing. I got to do more than just uh, fucking repost some days. I have to keep uh, doing my thing. It's not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, I'm... 100 percent uh educated on all this i i'm also learning and figuring out how to approach this and get more educated and you you got to do the same we all got to do the same and that's why i'm having this conversation with arlena it's because one i this is my way of saying if you're racist fuck you two (laughs) (laughs) uh it's to show my admiration for arlena and anybody that's leading these movements right now thank you friend uh of course and then three um this is uh i i i was in i was having conflictions or whatever the right word is i was i was conflicted on 
releasing any podcast episodes because I didn't feel it was appropriate to talk about shit that isn't this right now. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to uh, put some light on Arlena and put some light on these issues and really uh, force myself to have these conversations um, and have people listen because I know that my following is it's pretty mixed. Um, I've noticed a lot of my following is black, and then I've noticed a lot of my following is white, and then it, it, it's mixed. But um, I definitely majority like majority people here that would listen to this podcast from Warrington are gonna be white people because again, there's a white area. So I thought it'd be important to have this conversation, and I'm super grateful that Arlena was down. Yeah, I'm always I'm always down to talk about this because if if you don't talk about it, then it's just gonna stay in the dark. And that's the last thing that this entire topic needs. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think this was a successful episode. Um, again, keep doing your thing. Keep signing petitions. Keep having conversations. And vote. Make sure you vote. vote. Yes, that I personally, the thing I need to work on is I need to get more educated on, as Arlena was saying, like the local um, candidates and all that stuff. So if I can get educated, so can you. Period.